Okay, so today's shir we learned Daf Mem Zayin, and we begin a few lines down, and it's saying Mandin to Pligel the Rebbe Elazar. So you have to remember this debate we saw. This this took this covered the whole Amud Bed of yesterday, or like previous shir, I should say, and that was a machlok between Rebbe Elazar and Rebbe Yochanan whether if you're a klal ba'ase and prat belotase, whether you can melamed. Okay, and that that uh, that. The nafkamin of that was with a harisha was there was a love of flag with harisha on in um, during shemitah. That's that's all good we saw. So now we say now we say we've got a teaching that seems to go against Rabbalaza. Why? Because it's lecha. Oh, let me just show you the actual share a sheet with you to make it a bit make it more sensible. So this is a pasuk refers to shkutechutz. Okay. So if you can see at the top, this is in dvarim perik yud bed pasuk yud gimel and yud dalad. So firstly, says Shemalacha pentale olatecha b'chomakom ashertira. Now the Gemara says anytime you have pen or hishamer, hishamabalotase, pen balotase, it implies it's a lotase. So there's a lotase regarding ha'ala b'chutz, meaning offering a korban outside. That's our prat, if you like. And after that, meaning the next pasuk, it says ki im b'chomakom ashertira shem b'chad shvatecha shamta lotecha v'shamta aser kol asher nochi metzavecha. Now, Shamta Haseh could have been a klal, meaning it could have included everything. So you've got a klal and then a prat. However, the fact that it says Shamta Le V'Shamta Haseh, you've got two things mentioned. Why does the Torah do that? If Chivet says V'Shamta Le Olatech V'Shamta Haseh. Shamta Ale refers to Ha'aliyah, meaning offering a korban outside. V'Shamta Haseh refers to all the Asiyah things, Shechita, Zrika, and all these other things as well. So Ma'aliyah Shehi Ba'aseh, Harehi Belotaseh, Af Shechita V'Zrika Shehem Ba'aseh, Yeh Belotaseh. So in other words, what we've done is we've done a hekesh, if you like, we've connected offering up to other activities regarding korban, zrika and shechita, outside the base of Migdash, that the lotase applies to them as well. Okay? Now, what's interesting is as follows. That's begin dichtiv, shamta leve, shamta That's because the second pasuk connects the other asiyah to the aliyah, meaning... Um, zrika shechita to the avoda of offering on the mizbeach or offering sorry offering it up outside the Beit Hamikdash. Ha ilulei huktiv were it not the fact that it said sham taale v'sham taase einase melamed alotase. Then the ase wouldn't have been able to inform on the lotase to ex- to mean that you that what the lotase is expanded to say you get it's a lotase for both not just ha'ala but also shechita and also zrika. And also, and we've also gone the other way around. So let's just recap. We saw the Rebel Azar maintain that because once you've got a Klalba Ase and proper Lotase, they can inform one on the other, meaning that the Harisha is punishable with Malkut. It also goes the other way, meaning that a lot of the, the, the Prat informs on the Klal that it's like, for example, we said Khafira of Borotus Jichim was Mutar. But we see here that. The Torah had to go out of its way, despite the fact that you've got a klal as an assay and a proper lotaseh, the prat is harisha. That on its own would have been enough to teach us that they can form on one another according to Rebbe that you get malchus for every single one of these things outside the Beit HaMikdash. Not just offering them Mizbeach, but also Zrika and also Shrita. But the, we see that the the, the Manita here doesn't seem to say that. The, it, it seems to require the Hekesh in the second parcel between Aliyah and Adal Vodot. Now, Krobelaza, that's unnecessary. So the Gemara says, actually, in other words, once again, begin dichtiv shamta leve shamta se ha ilu leaktiv shamta shamta leve nam se ein ase malamed alotas se ve ein ein alotas se malamed ase like now we read it again. So am ma avad la? What does then Rab Alazar train? Has to be Rab Alazar because the kashas are Rab Alazar. So then, what does Rab Alazar do? So train Rab Yochan to Rab Alazar. 
Now this Shlotomar commanded him Gabe Shabbos Chafar Charatz Naatz Einu Chayv Elechat. Because you might think, ah, yes, they can be melamed on one another. Meaning, yes, it does teach us that what that if you do, in other words, the fact that the the prat belotas in the cloud baser, yes, it does teach us if someone did shchita outside the base of mikdash, it's a punishment with the lotase. It's actually correct, but uh, fine. But but what's but what would he still be? What, what do we need the hekash the, the connection between to teach us? In other words, I would think it's like Shabbat. What do you mean it's like Shabbat? Meaning it's under like like under the one of, for example, you know, uh, choresh. That it, despite the fact that yes, if I did chofer charat naatz, I did any of the toladot. So digging, creating a ditch or driving something into the ground. That's for Rikui Karko, as we explain later on, that that improves the land. That that if I did all of them together, I would only be one chatat. Okay? I would think that all these things, since I fall under the one love, if you like, because only the love only mentioned by one of them, that also it will be like many toladot under the one av. So yes, it can be melamed, but where do we know that's mechalek? That's the question. So therefore... So the Tikavata, I would think then, that the God Shachat Zarak Bela also Enuchai Belachad if I did old Hel and So therefore, the Fum Ken Sarich Meimer. That's why I need to grab it way. It's a Chayva Kolachad Bechad. That's why I need that extra connection between the Sham Taleve Sham Taseh to say the Mechalek be Chayev on every single one beEfer Hem Lachad because it's Panishu Bekarat a Korban for each every one of them. Okay, that closes off that piece that uh, that that Sugi we started yesterday. Now let's go. Call him the Tanin and Avot. Yeshlem Toladot. Any time the Torah, the Mishnah says we have Avot, there are Toladot. Now Shabbos, we know what that means. There's like a particular Malacha under which there are many other activities that are similar to it, which we learn are also Asar on Shabbos. So you've got like the the Av, the the main topic, the main heading, and other things that fall under that uh, category, if you like. Then we see it also as well. Tamantanin, as you see, Arba Avot Nezik. You also have the four major categories of damage that one's property can cause. That brings the beginning of Babakama. It says hashor. What's shor? Zekeren. That's one of about malachot, because that shor is one of the ones mentioned Mishnah, and that is negicha v'dechifa is an av. So negicha is goring, dechifa is pushing. That's the av malach of keren. That's when a shor is uncharacteristically gores or pushes an animal out of its way. Now, how do I know that they're the av? Because those are the two things that in the two psukim mentioned in the Torah, right? Ki gach ki. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, the, the Corbinator mentions if we've got a pasuk, this shmot chafei kafchet, this is ki gach, and you also a few uh, about eight uh, in pasuk lamet hey later later on it says ki gof. So those two are the avot if you like. However, tani rebchia nashach rabbats bat if it bites, not as in eating that would be shen, but it like aggressively bites or baat or. It, or so ravat, or it tramples on something. Again, uncharacteristic the animal, animal like a wild animal, but it kicks aggressively. We say that's a toldat that they carry. That's also a derivative of the, if you like, the av of the hezek of keren. So you see quite clearly here, we have an avot and toldat as well by another area in terms of monetary damage. Also, we see avot and toldat in the world of Tuma and Tara. Now here's slightly different though. Tamatin avot atuma, some of the avot atuma, this takes us to the beginning, the beginning of Mesech the Kalim actually, goes through all the different um, sources of Tumah. It's actually an important parak. Um, it's worthwhile, even if you're not going to go through all of Tarot, to understand the, the breakdown of all the different types of sources of Tumah, how one is more Chamorah than the next, okay? Um, that's why there's very important um, Prakim Mishnah. Sometimes you get these Prakim Mishnahs that sort of give you the basics, if you like. But anyway, that's one of them. 
it says, so one of them, it talks about Shichatzer and Sheret. So Shichatzer is, um, um, is similar omission from a, from a, from man. And Shichatzer is, sorry, and, and Sheret is one of the teeming creatures. That's what we're going to talk about, focus on now. So Sheret is one of the eight teeming creatures. The Torah says if it's dead, it's a source of Tumah. And Avatum means it makes any, anything Tumah, anything susceptible to Tumah that can become Tumah, Tumah. So the question is, okay, what's a Tolada of Sheret? Now, the way we've been discussing Toladot means something else is exactly like it, right? But it's not exactly like that. So, Reb Yehuda B'Shem Reb Chanachum says it's Madafot. So, what's this expression of Madafot? You see the expression actually in Mishnah, it's Madaf. But that's Magaot, meaning anything that touched that Sheretz. Okay? So, for example, food that touched that Sheretz would become Tameh. Now, importantly, it doesn't become Tameh like it. So, I'll explain. Because it says Avatuma, and Avatuma, source of Tuma, is metametakol. That makes tametame anything. Human beings, kalim, food, drink doesn't make a difference. That again, that is susceptible to do. Vladatuma, anything became tame vaidatuma, vaidantuma, for example, say let's say a kli touched this sheret, dead sheretz. That's metame oklum mashkim. That cannot make people or um kalim tame, because if th- that thing that came into contact, the kli that came into contact with the sheretz, now it's called a rishonatuma, one step down. So as Tumas passed on, when you go through the laws of Tumatara, it's almost like loses, except there's a few exceptions, but it's almost like loses its potency in terms of what it can affect, what it can make Tame. So again, an Abatuma can make Tame anything, and it's Tolada, meaning not, not a logical derivative, but literally a Tuma passing on derivative, that is all that can make Tame less things, it makes Tame food and drink. Okay, fine. And take it the word Klicheris, by the way. And let's continue. And then it says, Ochlinu mashkim, but now you put in klicheres, Also, you find something else interesting that food and drink and a klicheres, they cannot themselves become an avatuma. Now, which is interesting. How can a human being become an avatuma? They, well, they can be an avatuma, for example, azad. Or if they touched a, a, a corpse, a corpse is a viavatatuma, they'll become an avatuma. Similarly, kalim as well cannot become an avatuma as well. For example, if they came into contact with, oh, the, the discussions how this actually works in terms of if it's metal kalim and things like that, but I don't want to confuse you now. But another example is what's, what's, just to understand what the Gemara is saying, what does it mean, la tame ziva? Well, that means if a, if a zav sits on a kli that's ra'ul mishka v'mosha, like a mattress or a chair, something that's fit for sitting or lying upon, it doesn't go down in potency, like I've been saying, it doesn't become a rishon la it becomes an avatumma as well. <clears throat> Okay, so a kli can become, can become an avatuma if it's been in contact with an avatuma, and so can a human being as well become in contact with an avatuma or becomes itself an avatuma. But what the mission of Gemara is saying here that food and drinking klecheres themselves can't become an avatuma. Fine. Now, so that's how we understand avotad and toladot, if you like, in the world of tumantar. Next, ba'achatanina, and here we say avot malachot arba'in chaserecha. When it comes to avot malachot, these are when it says uh, it says Arbim there are thirty nine about Malachot. We also have derivatives. How does it work? Charisha is an Ab. As we're plowing is the Abama. That's the first of our um of our Abot Malachot. Now Tani Rebchia, Chafar, Charatz, Naatz, Atoladota Charisha. We find that someone digs a hole, or Charatz makes a ditch, Naatz is he drives something into the ground, like a peg or something. These are Toladota Charitza, these are all turning over the, the, the soil. But you'll see in a moment exactly what the definition is, not just moving soil, you'll see, because it's actually broader than that. Let's continue. And there's kol avot malachu min ha-mishkan nandu. All avot malachu we learned from the building of the Mishkan. Now the question is, ma charishat ha-mishkan? What plying was involved in the Mishkan? 
And the answer is there was. That they would plow in order to plant the various different um, uh, herbs or spices or, or, or plants, I should say, that they needed for the Mishkan. Now, what are these examples? Reb Chaim says here that was either they needed um, they needed the various uh, spices and stuff they needed either for the Ketoret or the Shemana Mishra. And similarly, they need to produce these dyes as well. So the produce, this is almost like we explained before, this is all part of the production of dyes, this first section of Malachot. Okay? Now, the question is, how much would someone have to imply, it's a plow, in order to be chayev? Because each Malacha, as we're going to be learning through the Mesechba, has a shear, a minimum shear. The question is, when it comes to plowing, what's a minimum shear of plowing? In other words, it has to be, again, useful, constructive. So we say, Rahman Amar Kedeli Tacharisha. Kresha, sorry. Enough to plant a leek. Okay, so it's small enough to plant a leek, it says here. Now, so Ravacha says even smaller than that. Ravacha, but I say, Kedili ta zachuta shel chita. Now, the expression zachuta shel chita, Rabbi says, gargir chita, vekatam kresha. It's even smaller. Like a small, uh, to plant a, a wheat. Now, um, having mentioned the fact that by plowing, Rabbi says now here, that by plowing, we have such a small shear, even one kernel is enough. We hear, we see that actually for the laws of carrying, it's more than that. Even though you might be carrying in order to plant, is a larger shear for carrying. Because again, for carrying something, for each item you carry, there's a shear in terms of what's considered the malacha of carrying on Shabbat. So let's have a look. Zera kishuim. If I'm talking about uh, pumpkin seeds, it's going to be shnayim. Chayev, right? Zera chayev carrying. Zera diluim. It's also, sorry. Diluim of pumpkins. Kishuim is like cucumbers, my mistake. Shnai is also shnayim. Zera pol mitzri, which is Egyptian beans, is also shnayim. Then it says as follows, Tani chitim madiyot, from madai, for me, I think it is, they, they, they were also shtayim, two would be enough to be hyper-carrying. Now, Shemul B'Shem Razira says, chitim alidei shem chavivot, asuotam keshar zirane gina she'enanachalim. Now, what's interesting here now is, that wheat is edible, and normally the shear for wheat, even wheat kernels, also I should say for food, is a krogeret, enough to be, to, 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 for consumption, like a shear for eating. That's what we're going to get. What's here, what's, what he's saying here is, despite the fact you could eat this chita straight away, because of Hashuvot, it gave him the smaller shear of that of, as if it was another seed for planting. So even just two of them. So if like we uh, use a more machmir measure when it comes to the chita madiot. Okay? Okay. Let's continue. Anything that is like benefits... The, sorry? The, the fact that uh, these malachot were uh, were essential to to uh, the Mishkan, does that mean that the mal- malacha had to be done to create that thing? In other words, could you not uh, could you not uh, pick a plant that is in the wild and use it to make dye? I'm just asking: do, uh, Does the malacha have to be performed in order to to use the the, the total oh, of question. In other words, you're saying could have they used some of the dyes they brought with them from Egypt if they did, or did they have from to? Egypt, no, there are things that are available. They just grow net. They grow naturally. They're in the they're desert. Not planted. Yeah. I mean, they're in the desert, right? So I'm not sure if they had it accessible. But you're saying, did it have to be planted l'shem mitzvah? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's, so let's continue. So the, now we're talking about mitzvah of Choresh, right? So, so the Malach of Choresh. What is Choresh? And he said, anything that improves the soil, improves the ground. So that's going to be actually broader than just digging a hole. 
right? Because the plowing is turn, t- you know, turning over the soil, and the understanding is that's ripuyara, as they say. So what well, that's so chofer, which is digging. Then also choretz, which is again digging like a charitza, like a ditch. Noetz, that's digging, putting a thing in the ground. Also medayer. Now what's medayer? That's a read Rukhaim karaka. That's when you pen in an area for your animals in order to so they do their business and fertilize the ground. So fertilizing itself is part of the malacha of Horesh plowing. Okay. that's where literally Ma'adir is using a hoe to dig holes, but that's that's when you're turning the soil around gfanim, around vines. Hamezabel is fertilizing. Now Rukhaim doesn't comment on these ones. So I'm not sure if he had this gear, so I don't know. Because mechabed and merabet, the reason why I'm not sure is mechabed is sweeping. Korbanetus is a house. Because again, the, the, the floor was uh, made of soil. And merabet, as we know, that's when they put water on the, to, to keep the, they, they put water around their floors in order for the dust to stay settled. Now, the reason why I'm, not, I'm hesitating with this, because sometimes we say that if it, that could actually be, if you're sweeping the floor and smoothing over mashbeg gumot, if it's in the house, it could be part of bona, not koresh. That's why I'm not sure if the, he had this girsa or not. Um, but anyway, it's mentioned here, and I've given you the explanation from Corona Ada. That's when you break up clods of earth. That's when they would clear out um, forests, right? Okay. What that is, is Rukhain says, they have a field of reeds. They would light a fire to clear it out. There are a few reasons. Either even either for regeneration purposes, right? Because sometimes burning out an area, it's actually one of these fascinating things. And after a bushfire, I'm telling you bushfire from Australian, actually what grows ends up being uh, it, it greatly improved. Like the regeneration is incredible, uh, despite the devastation. That's why by, it's, what's interesting is I was in the Northern Territory. This is a bit of a digression, unfortunately, but I can't help myself. Um, that uh, Northern Territory, as in, in Australia, the Aborigines, prior to the you know the, the British coming to the area, they actually had controlled burnings. It was called cool fires. They would do it in the cool, cooler seasons when it was wet. And they'd do it either for hunting, also to control the land so that there wouldn't be, so, so in the hot seasons, the bushfires wouldn't, you know, take over. And also they understood that it improved the grounds. It was, it was agric- like a, for the um, biodiversity, whatever, for the grounds in the area, it was understood to be uh, beneficial. So in other words, burning, burning areas is actually part of Ripuyare. And by the way, he does bring another explanation. He says, or could simply be clearing. The burning could simply be for clearing purposes because you want to plant in that area. Fine. Also, Bagam Tamarim, we're talking about an area that has Tamarim, which is dates. Okay. Okrebizira. Rebizira says, Amatamaim. Uh, what's Rebizira? Now, in Pum, Rebizira says as follows. This is, a, I, I've got to bring this in the, in the, in the sheet, but I'll, I'll, I'll read Ruchaim. He says, Imod Katana says, Enosim Amatamaim Beshvis. You're not allowed to create Amatamaim, a str- like a, a channel of water um, during Shemitah. Why? Opligi Hatamamurai. There's a Machokatamurai in there. Taimamai Asu. Why it's Asu? Rebzir says, As you're digging this thing out, what's happening is, and it produces channel, you're improving the banks of this channel you're just creating for planting. So that's Ripui Ara, according to Rebzir. That's why you can't do Shmita. You can't do these activities that, you know, improve the ground. Because you're taking some of the soil, you're placing it uh, on the side, and you're in a, and you're, and it's making those sides really good for planting. Because it makes the soil there very soft. Okay, so that's, that's why it says, 
Similarly, Hamesakels, if you're taking stones from the area, they will remove stones from the soil in order to plant there. Now, here's an interesting one. This is a Bone Madrigot. Now, Bone Madrigot, we saw in Mesep Shvit, was talking about building these stairs down to the area to, to get water. Now, that's a little bit difficult here because how you repui ara, it's very remote to say to repui ara here. So that's why Reb Chaim quotes a Chazonish that it might actually be talking about that type of madrigot, even though he brings that, Reb Chaim brings that in, in, initially in his explanation. He says it could be talking about when you're, uh, you see this all over Israel, when you've got um, where the people have fields on mount, sides of mountains, and they and we, we discussed in the Sechta um, Kilayim as well, that they would actually build stairs or platforms down the down down the mountain to have flat surfaces to plant on. It's those madrigot we're talking about. Because again, you're there, it makes more sense now because you're actually affecting the soil itself in a way that's going to be better for it to, to plant in. Okay. Next. Um uh, that next is you fill in Shatakatazaitin, there's sort of cracks of water in the in the ground by the zaitin, by the olive trees, you fill it with water. But also Ugyolagfanim, we talked about this before, that's when we make these little holes or around around a geffen to fill with water. But called the Vashiyamat Karka, anything that improves the soil, that's the Malacha of Choresh. Okay, let's continue. Rabchia Bashem Rabbi Yochanan says, What if someone cooks an Avela on Yontav? Now, what's, why is this interesting? Because on Yontav, you're allowed to do Bishul. But you're cooking something that's not kosher. Is that, in other words, do we say it's Hutra, meaning you're allowed to do Bishul? So that if you, even if you cook something non-kosher, well, it doesn't matter. Bishul's mutar. So that's it. That's the first opinion. Because cooking's allowed in Yontav. However, Bishimam and Lakishomar says, no, Loke, Shalotra, Miklal, Bishul, Elelachila, Bilvad. He says, no, the cooking wasn't mutar on, on Yontav. It's cooking for the purpose of eating. That's why he says, and you can't eat in the Vela, so therefore you get Malkus. It was never permitted, permitted for you to do this activity. Okay? Let's continue. So, Haiti Rabba Bar Mamal, One second, Matah Horesh Biontov, Now, this is an interesting question. Let me share the sheet with you because this relates to a missionary in Mesetha Beitza. Okay? And it says, here's in Mesetha Beitza, it talks about how Shechet Chayva of Biontov. If someone Shechet Chaya and Of, and we know if, if you Shechet Chayva off, you have to do what's called Kisui Hadam. You have to cover of the blood. There's a mitzvah to cover of the blood if someone Shechet, for example, a deer or a bird or a chicken, something like that. But now, the question what happens if you do it on Yontov and you don't have any soil? So the Pasha, the Pasha of the mission is as follows. The Shama says you can, if you've got a like a, a spade in the ground, you can just pull it up out of the ground and it, might, it will take soil with it and use that soil to cover over. Okay? But he also says you, you, you cannot shecht at all. You're not allowed to shecht. Elim can unless you have afar muchan, unless you have something already muchan that's not muksa and everything. Set aside, you don't have to dig anything and you can use it for a kisu adam. However, Modim, they both agree, watch im shachat, if you do shech, sheyach por bedech that you can cover it over. Sheafa muchanu. Forget if that's a different thing. Now, what's interesting here is, I'll read you Reb Chaim. He says, um, uh, I just read you, I'm basically reading the Mishnah. The Ksaka Daikha, what's Ava Mina? The Taima Mishum da Ati Ase de Kisoyam Vadachi Lelota, said the Yonta. The Havaminer is the Aser of Kisoya Dam is overriding what? Overriding the prohibition of doing like Chofer, if you like. Behind the Kasha, it came in the Huta Michlala Etzel Kisoya Dam. Since it's Mutar Miklal for Kisoya Dam, Neymar also Hutra Afshalolatzorich. Maybe she Mutar also Sololatzorich. The Choresh Beyontov, and therefore the Choresh Yontov Lilki. Then it shouldn't be, shouldn't get Malchus for it. 
So in other words, let's go back a step. We said, Bishul B'Shabbos is mutar for something kosher. So therefore, what if you Bishul something non-kosher? Well, according to, according to Rabbi Yochanan, he doesn't get Malchus, because it's mutar. Rabbi Rishaki says, no, that wasn't allowed mutar. Now we're saying, oh, but one second, we see that Choresh, if you like, is also Hutra Miklalo. Okay? There is a context where it's mutar. It sounds like in the case, if someone's Shechza Chayva off on Yontav, it's also mutar. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, well, as soon as it's mutar in one context, it should be mutar across the board for the malacha. So why, why then, therefore, does it say, you're not allowed to do Choresh and Yontan? If you did, you get Malchus. So he says, you've got it wrong. It says, Rabbi Yosa, B'Shem Rabbi Ila, says, Lo Charisha Kadarka. He says, that case in Beitzah, we, we just learned now, is not talking about Charisha in a normal fashion, meaning it's, you've done it with a Shinoi. And because you've done it with a Shinoi, it's also with the Rabbanan. So normally, yes, you're not allowed to do that, even though like, even you're using a Shinoi. But this situation, since you're pretty shech that a chayav off and you have to do kisu Adam, that's why they're allowed with a Shinoi. Have Rabbi Shimi Amar Kamei Rabbi Yosa, that says that Rabbi Acha said B'Shem Rabbi Ila, do Rabbi Shimon he? No, that Mishnah Shita Rabbi Shimon. What do you mean Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon, He says, not that it's Bidiyevin Mutar because it's with the Shinoi. That Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi Shimon says Malacha Shein that if you do um, Malacha Shein to for is Mutar. Meaning, if you recall, when I'm digging out this soil, I'm not digging the soil out because I want to improve the land or because I want a hole. I'm digging it out because I want the soil. So that's not, I'm, I'm doing something that's not the goof of the malacha. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it's completely mutar. So don't try and say, oh, I've allowed harisha, because it's not even harisha in that situation. He says it's mutar. Okay? So therefore, we, he can still say that if I, the bisha was mutar, and therefore, even if someone's mavashal and avela, then they're, they're not chayev, right? They're not chayev and yontav. But in this situation, it'd be chayev. So, so the, reason, the reason why it's, um, the reason, the reason why Harisha generals is, is Asur, and it's not considered Hutar Michlalok, because it's not even Hutar. It's not even a Malach when he pulls it out of the ground, because, because when he takes the soil out of the ground, because it's a Malach Um Yes, I think that... Uh, um, yes, fine. So, come Rabbi Yossa im Rabacha. So Rabbi Yossa then went to ask Rabacha directly. Amar le atamarta da milta? Did you really say this? He says, Did you really say this? And if there are 24, this is one of the 24. That's, that's a mission of Beitza to make kill Beit Shema and the Beit Hila. Because Beit Hila says you're not allowed to do that. Right, as we said, and So therefore, if you want to say that what, that listen, that Neymar, that this is Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Meir says there's 24, that means, and this mission is actually Rabbi Shimon's understanding of the debate, that means that what, that Rabbi Meir is missing this one from the list. Right, Neymar Chavdala, Ve'iyamar Tahach Matnitu Rabbi Shimon Amrim Ruchaim, Rabbi Rabbi Meir Lon Tani Lein Rabbi Meir didn't teach this Mishnah. Then Imken Havalila Meimar, he should have said there are only twenty-four cases that are Kulei Beit Shammai and Chumrei Beit Hila. Okay, in other words, I'll just say it outside. In other words, we said, oh, don't worry about this Mishnah. This Mishnah is not really a kasha because this Mishnah is shita Rabbi Shimon Shemachetzer and Gufra is completely mutar, and therefore you know put it aside. But Rabbi Meir actually said there are twenty-four cases. This was one of them, and. 
if if you say that if we try and disregard this mission as saying Rabbi Shimon, then you're missing one from the list of Rabbi Meir's list of 24. So the answer is no. Well, Ella Meir, Rabbi Shimon, Shneimar says, actually, you know what? The reason why it's part of Rabbi Meir's list, because Rabbi Meir agrees with Rabbi Shimon. That what that that one would be pato for. I shouldn't I didn't I shouldn't have said more time. He says pato. But again, because it's pato. But anyway, everyone, it's 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 interesting because this is pato here, but previously when he said um that uh ah yes, it's also the rabbanan of the tsorachitiru. Okay, that's right. So to make it clear, I said mutar. Because it was mutar in that context, because it was a tzorech. Normally, even Rabbi Shimon said, Master is patur, but it's mutar Okay, just to clear that point out. Okay, the center. Have a good day, everyone. Content.